hello 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 hope you are all good so thank you and welcome to the next episode of the shane watch podcast so today's episode is yes yeah, so today's been quite busy um been trying to manage to get one of my clients to hopefully come on to the podcast i think that will either be out the next episode or it'll be out in about a week's time from when this episode goes out so i know there's an amazing story to be told there but it's like a different person that we're speaking to from the very first person so i'm really excited for that so today's episode is something that's kind of been on my mind for a little while and it's sometimes i press record and just go for it and sometimes i need to kind of take a step back and kind of actually think about it and fluff it up a little bit in order to make sure that there's enough content that it's not just like a 10 minute episode there's nothing wrong with those but I sometimes I feel like the sweet point for people who are listening based on feedback is probably anywhere between 25 to 40 minutes generally where people are kind of falling into either that's the commute for the kids or their walk is generally that time so one of the things that I want to talk about is the importance of a mindset shift so I'm going to talk about eight essential mindset shifts to start a weight loss journey and I think a lot of people think losing weight is going to solve all their issues but and that they need they're going to address all their mindset all their behaviors all their habits all their belief systems all their all those kind of different things after they lose weight but a lot of people don't have a weight loss issue they have a maintenance issue and they probably have a belief system that is maybe not supportive to what their goal is. So when I've said previously on podcast episodes that it's what becomes first, the mindset or weight loss, I would say mindset comes first. Can it be done together? Yes. And I've seen it with many, many people that I've worked with. But I would generally say losing weight starts in the brain. So we all know that when we talk about nutrition and exercise they're really key components to any weight loss journey but when you truly truly change things around and you manage to get to that sweet point of contentment reduced emotional eating you're able to enjoy those foods without food guilt the magic generally happens in the in the mind so to achieve long-term success there are many many considerations to kind of think about and it's we need to talk about the mindset side of things so when people i've spoken about this on episode 363 which is the 97.3 weight loss strategy and when people are trying to lose weight what tends to happen is they focus on the three percent so if you think about it when you start to lose weight first what happens the first thing you do is you increase your exercise but if you're increasing your exercise equates to about three percent of the total hundred percent out of what you're about to do so like burning calories etc we only burn about ten percent of our total calories we burn in a day through exercise so we're missing out on another 90 percent that we're only focusing on the 10 percent it's kind of like worrying about 10 cent rather than worrying about the 90 cent so it's 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 minute does it play a role yes because if you're 
training and you're feeling better you're going to eat better if you're eating better you're going to feel more nourished and if you're feeling more nourished your mental health will be better etc so and then the 97 percent is your belief system your awareness your habits your behaviors all these kind of different areas around food so one of the big things that drives a lot of people is their mindset so it's important to look at the headspace around things when you're trying to lose weight if you think about it every time that maybe you've you haven't succeeded in what you've been trying to do what's been the biggest director is it your actions or is it your actions have been led off your mindset my guess is it's your mindset have you ever looked at when you're tired or you maybe have overeaten what's what's kind of been the trigger for that it's generally the mindset has kind of caused that it isn't we react but it's generally our mindset because we don't feel safe if we don't feel safe we don't act like the person that we want to become and we go back into old habits and old routines really really quickly so think about the times that you've kind of looked at and other times that you've tried to lose weight how did you feel did you think you could do it were you discouraged by a slow metric like the weighing scales or what kind of things did you actually tell yourself so yeah, I need to think about it this time. Like that all might seem like innocuous or quite trivial, trivial, but it's really, really important when if you actually kind of delve into it a little bit more. So how we speak to ourselves directly impacts our actions and then in turn produces our results. So if you've overeaten, what happens? You might say to yourself, oh, I failed, I'm, I'm worthless. Why can I never get this sorted? And in turn, what happens? We tend to continue that pattern rather than going into the pattern of what's going to lead us closer to a goal. We end up taking the wrong turn off the roundabout. So when you've potentially overeaten, and weight loss is a lot like a sat-nav, there will be wrong turns. But you still have the same destination in mind, but you could take the wrong turn. But you'll eventually get back on the right road and the right path. But a lot of people get caught on the roundabout and don't know what turn to take and they just end up taking the path of least resistance, which is going back into their old habits. So if we think about why mindset matters, there's four main elements of it. There's your thoughts, there's your feelings, there's, there's your actions, and then there's your results. So if we think of, take thoughts, for example, this is the cycle that begins with your immediate thoughts about a situation or circumstance. These are things you tell yourself about the situation. So if you've overeaten, you tell yourself that I fucked this up. Okay, you haven't. Feelings are those thoughts that trigger emotion and influence the way you feel. And this could produce negative or positive emotions based on what you had. So the feelings like stress. So if you don't feel safe or don't know how to deal with your stress, what happens? It triggers a negative emotion. You go into withdrawal mode, a full turtle mode. And based on your current set of habits or old habits, you go into full turtle mode. Don't want to deal with your emotions. So you go into that. Then there's the actions. This is the emotion you feel that drives your actions. So depending on the actual emotion you're feeling, these actions could be in line with your goals or non-supportive. So then there's the results, which is the actions you take that will determine your results. So positive actions will, will actually drive you towards your goal and non-supportive ones will help you stuck. So it's kind of like all in all, there's thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. Okay, so thought is that initial belief, the feelings, how you feel about it and that situation, which is very emotional. 
then there's the action that you decide how to respond and the result is what happens on the, on the as a byproduct of those actions. So, for example, a prime example of all this would be if you step on the scale one morning, all right, and you see a higher number than you actually wanted or expected, what do you think would happen? Think about it other times that it's happened. So if you think about the typical dieter's mindset that's out there, you might be discouraged and think something like, I'm never going to set my goal or get my goal. And this thought produces a feeling of failure. Feeling like a failure isn't very encouraging. It's not a nice feeling. And as you move out throughout your day, that this feeling is still there and you carries this feeling and it could impact your decisions that made you decide to throw in the towel thinking that eating healthy is pointless. It's not going to bring me anywhere. It's just not working. I've given this a week and it's not working since the scale isn't moving in the direction you want it to go. So in this case, the actual thought itself of never reaching your goal produced the feeling of failure, which actually influenced your actions to throw healthy eating out the window. But what if you actually took it from a different approach and a different thought? So what if actually after seeing the higher number you acknowledged with less emotion and with more perspective that the weight loss is not linear and you accepted that. Perhaps your thought was something would look something like this is just a moment in time I will not determine my long-term success. I am working tomorrow as my goal every day and I have control of how I react. Now that is I'm putting in very black and white but that's the thinking people can get caught into. The first one's very emotive. The second one is a lot of perspective. When it comes to weight, when it comes to how we look, when it comes to food, a lot of the reactions that are at play are emotional. Not a lot of perspective actually gets used when people are talking about weight, how we look and food. A lot of things are emotional or not wanting to deal with emotions. So with the scales, we're so attached to and trying to control it, which is normally we're trying to control what other people are thinking of us. And that's projected onto the piece of plastic. So that initial thought that you have might lead you to feel more encouraged. And encouraged people tend to make better choices, more rational choices. The thought of working towards your goal has led to a feeling of encouragement, which will prompt you to act in the way that supports your goals. So if you set, step back and say, right, does the, will what's my next action? Will this help me get you closer to my goal? Or will this bring me further from my goal? One of the senses that can help some clients, which I've heard clients say back to me from listening to the podcast is, am I acting like the person I want to become? Let's win the next meal. Let's reset. So we're going to look at a few things that we can look at. So number one is we need to redirect your focus. So when trying to lose weight, it's really, really easy to focus on the physical kind of appearance of it and instead of trying to focus on bettering your nutrition health to improve your overall lifestyle or disease risk it makes intrinsic motivation a lot less superficial so there are a couple of really great ways to do this but my favorite way is to kind of actually pause and kind of actually write it out so think about some of the other motivating factors in your life to get healthy it generally comes back to you at your actual why and i've spoken about this a good bit 
And this might be to improve your health markers because you want to be around for your kids or your grandkids. It might be enough to have enough energy to play with your kids or your grandkids. It might be to be around to get into photos so they have memories of you. It might be to have more self-confidence to impress someone you want to meet and date and whatever it may be. Or it might be to simply produce longevity to be around and make memories. So whatever it is, you need to be clear on why you are doing something. But if you're if you're looking to exercise or eat healthier just to lose weight, I've rarely seen that work for a long term because that motivation is all external. It's how you look rather than being an intrinsic motivator. Extrinsic, extrinsic goals are great, but they only get you to a point. So if you ever think about it, motivation is very very linked to your mood have you ever noticed that when maybe when that scales doesn't go the way you want your mood comes into play perspective goes out the window emotion comes up and then we tell ourselves that we're not very motivated and then what do we do we can either react like the person we want to become or we can act like the person that we the old us the one that's not going to bring us any closer so we've a we've a choice in how we react but you need to spend some time pondering things you need to spend some time analyzing why it's important to you and it's on the it's important on the days that you're not feeling motivated that you do something that's going to bring you closer so that could be simply getting a food shop in that could be simply meeting a friend for a walk that could be simply reaching out for help that could be simply just having your break your normal breakfast and if you do one thing generally what happens is a domino effect that you'll do the second thing you'll do the third thing and that generally happens and some people find these too basic and too simple but i'm kind of like the kiss acronym comes in which is keep it simple stupid weight loss and fat loss is quite easy and what i mean by that is what makes it complicated is emotions lack of awareness behaviors and habits when people keep going for these quick fix fad diet things that are out there none of them ever address those behaviors and things and they're the things that creep back up when we get a little bit low and they're the things that kind of ramp us and bring us in the direction that we ultimately don't want to go down and we don't know how to deal with those things that's through no fault of our own if your parents or grandparents have never taught you how to deal with your emotions how can you know it's just something to think about how can you know how to do things if if you've never been taught like imagine just jumping into a car with no driving lessons and just going off on your merry way. I can't see it ending too well. But that's the exact same thing that people tend to go off with when it kind of goes on to weight loss or fat loss. You're like, oh, weight loss and fat loss is going to solve my issues. It's not. It'll make us more confident. Don't get me wrong. But that's all extrinsic. What about the intrinsic? How you're feeling? What you want to feel like? What you want to feel like? But if you look back at this list and look back at your why after you've done it and reflect on it, these goals can change. Like if I look at my where my goals were five years ago, with they're all how I looked. But now my goal was completely changed to being able to move my body, being able to move in my mid-30s, being able to manage my asthma a lot better and being able to perform at the best level that I can. And mark lads who are nearly half my age on a football pitch on a Saturday morning. Celebrating being able to move, being able to keep up, being able to keep the fitness levels up. That's what I'm celebrating. It's not, I have no idea what I weighed. weighed. 
it's not really about body composition anymore it's about managing the health markers and I genuinely feel enlightened for 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 getting that far and I'm proud of myself I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not proud of myself for getting that far because if you're going to the gym to there's nothing wrong with going to the gym to improve your body composition there's zero wrong with that but it can impact people's health in another way if someone's hating their body out of change I've never really seen that work very well but if they're changing their their body in a way that's helpful and as a way to improve their mental health that will have a bigger impact on their health overall work away but that's my opinion and I don't people don't need my two cents on the matter if people are content and they're going the direction they want to go work away but the second one you need you need to choose sustainability over speed so if you look at when you talk about a fad diet so fad diet is a food avoidance diet that's what fad means and some trends promote rapid weight loss but realistically if you ever look at any approach you've ever taken and they've had this rapid element to it they're not very good for your mental health your overall health your performance and your energy levels it is a lot more important to learn sustainable habits that will prolong and sustain your weight loss rather than a quick unhealthy fix and it can re- be really really like talking about emotion again like it can be really tempting to jump into the next crash diet if you think about it if you're in the office and you're sitting around in the, in the canteen or whatever and karen ramps up and kind of says well i hate using karen as an example but karen gets awful abuse but they go well, what's the what diet are you on what are you going to do oh i'm, on, I'm, I'm doing intermittent fasting for autophagy and people are like what the hell is autophagy yeah but people don't understand they hear these buzzwords and they tend to go for them and it's really tempting to go into these in order to fit into a dress for a special event and trying to remember that the types of diets don't promote your long-term mental health and wellness and many of these quick fixes plans that are going to leave you further away from where you want to go feeling depleted discouraged than you actually started and instead of actually jumping onto the next trend which some big booty betty or six-pack piece is actually promoting think about what is actually sustainable for you what define healthy eating is what i would recommend as well healthy eating as simon hill who was on the podcast define it as a way of eating that's not going to impact your relationship with food and that's just an episode of that snippet has really really resonated with me and it's 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 quite simplistic but it's quite beautiful at the same time because a lot of people never really address their issues with food and thinking a fad diet or a quick fix is going to solve these and food's never the issue the issue is how we see ourselves being projected onto the food so before you ever jump on anything again ask yourself is it something you're going to be able to do long term if not you know the question you can ask is it going to impact my relationship with food two is it going to impact my mental health number three can i see myself doing this for a week number four would i let my kid do it if not well then it's not really going to work is it number three is the dirty c word consistency as i kind of spoken about in the example the the last example weight loss isn't a linear process the scale is going to go up and down whether you like it or not you've zero control over it like zero like it's going to do what it wants if you want me to prove that all right so do this experiment i don't think everyone should try it but it does work 
So step on the scales faucet after you've gone for the bathroom. Okay, so step on the scales. After you step on the scales, first thing in the morning, wait about 90 minutes to about two hours and drink about two liters of water. Okay, no food in between that two hours. And then step on the scales again two hours later. What's going to happen? The scales is going to go up. And you're going to be thinking, well, I've fucked it up. It's like, well, how have you fucked it up? You already drank is water. So does that make water inherently bad? Well, too much water ain't great. Too little water ain't great. But all you've done drank is water. So does that make you a bad person for drinking water? But I've removed emotion. I made that really, really simplistic. But that's how futile that weighing scales is. You're going to hit bumps in the road and roadblocks and hiccups. But it's important for you to know about that why. Am I acting like the person I want to become? Have other metrics of success like your measurements, your energy, your libido, your confidence, how your clothes are feeling. How are you more energy, less breathless when you're playing with your kids? So if you're feeling in a lower mood, ask yourself, what's one thing I can do for myself that's going to help me here? Get a shop in, ring a friend, go for a walk, go for a gym session. Get a shop in, it's so simple. Just have your normal breakfast. Focus on one meal at a time. So I spoke about it a little while ago about one things that you can do to to help yourself. When a lot of people go into losing weight is they focus on trying to change everything and they wonder why it never works. But if you were to focus on one thing, maybe that you're going to, like one of the things that I'm working on with a client at the minute is for the first two weeks that we worked together, it was to reduce her caffeine. Her caffeine was very, very, very high. So we reduced her caffeine. And it was kind of like, well, if we can nail that for 11 days out of 14, which is 80% of the time, we can move on to a next go. She nailed it. Like she did 14 days out of 14. And she felt so much energy. Headaches were a little bit there for the first couple of days, but she powered through, stuck with it, believed in the process. Because it was impacting her sleep, it was impacting her anxiety, impacting her stress, all these different things. And the second thing that we're working on now is we're trying to get in uh, a little bit more protein. So we've been trying that for the last kind of nine days. I was around three portions of protein a day and she's got nine out of nine. And now she's building confidence in herself. She's believing systems in herself. She's believing that she can do this. And she's getting results as she's kind of following because she's taking one step at a time. And she knows that she has a little bit of wiggle room. That's not going to be perfect, but she's done everything that she set out to do because the intent is there. She's clear on her why. It's like, I need to do this because I'm fed up with feeling like I am. So these may seem too small, these actions. They don't seem extreme enough. And people like extreme. We live in a world of extremes. And one of the fourth thing that people need to, to celebrate and look at is sleep as a priority. Many people, and I don't want to bring in genders, but many women lead really, really busy lives. They're really, really good at looking after everyone else. There's the Irish mommy syndrome, which is putting the kids first, doing everything for them first, and then falling down the pecking order. From working a job, for work looking after the kids, making sure the dinners, the houses, all this kind of stuff. And I do believe it's changing. It takes time, but it is changing. And often sleep is neglected as a cost and deemed unimportant because we're either drinking wine to relax to, we're drinking so much caffeine to get through the day, we're eating too close to bed, we're not able to unwind, we're so stressed from work and the kids. And sleep is so, so important for 
muscle recovery, digestion, mood, energy, how you eat the next day, how you feel the next day, confidence, mindset, relationships. And not a lot of people will focus on sleep. They'll be like, no, I'm going for a quick fix. I'm not sweating my sleep. I'm only sleeping five hours a day, but I feel like shit. I'm talking like this because I want so much caffeine. That's what people's lives are like. And that's not me sitting here on an ivory tear. I was like that as a face-to-face PT. I was surviving on caffeine. But it came to a head two years in. I was like, I can't do this anymore. My body was telling me, no, you need to actually relax here. You need to figure this out. So have a wind-down routine. No screens. Light stretching. Have a shower. Cup of herbal tea. Read. Prayer or meditation. Have something that you're actually going to do. What really helps me is i try to keep the tv downstairs and not watch it on my phone does it happen all the time no but i will generally leave my phone downstairs majority of the time and then i will try to read and i generally find after about five pages i'm kind of like i just want and it has nothing to do with fitness and nothing to do with health do with business just enjoying a lot of football books and soccer books at the minute because they're just escapism and i like to learn about that stuff and how that's all going But take a few minutes. It doesn't have to be the Buddha coming out of your mouth when you're writing or journaling. And people are like, well, I'm not overly enjoying it. Okay, well, are you not enjoying it or are you not being present with it? Or you're not enjoying it because it's too uncomfortable or you don't know what to write or you're overthinking it. All these kind of different things. Taking a few minutes for yourself before you go to bed will genuinely hope and help to promote restful sleep. It can be really tempting to stay up late and just watch loads and loads of Netflix. Don't get me wrong, it does happen. But if it's happening more often than not, well then there is an issue. I know that might be your time to relax or your date night, but if it's happening seven days a week and it's not really aiding you and you're waking up narky and you're waking up no energy, you're snapping, you're just picking up food, all these kind of different things, your mood is going to be a little bit off. The other thing that you need to do, number five, is you need to say no to fad diets or restriction. So ultimately, when you're trying to lose weight, people want to lose weight the quickest amount of time possible. That's kind of like when we want to try and get as rich as possible. But if you think about that whole thing of when people want to win the lotto, the conundrum comes into it is when people are looking to win the lotto, They want to feel what it's like to have that amount of money. But what's more important to them is they want to feel what it's like spending it. So they want to get rid of it as soon as they have it. So it's not about being a millionaire. It's about how they feel spending it. And that's a very fleeting feeling. And that's the same thing with weight loss. This fleeting feeling of, I've got this. Or this fleeting feeling of, the weight's gone down to a normal level. I've... It's few and far between when a client says to me that they want to be X amount of kilos. I'm going to pick 70 kilos in the back of my head for argument's sake for this example. I've had so many clients get to a certain number. And then when they get to that number, they're like, oh, is this it? It's kind of like, yeah. Like, I genuinely believe this. Like, weight loss is unspectacular. It is a series of unspectacular events that leads you to success. And genuinely success leaves clues because it tells you more about your patterns, your eating habits, how you're reacting to things or not reacting to things or how you're dealing with things or not dealing with things. 
and restrictive methods that you've taken knock your confidence because you believe you are the issue look at every approach you've taken what's it involved taking out a food group or not being able to enjoy weekends my job as a coach is to show you that you can have weekends enjoy weddings enjoy christenings communions bar mitzvahs whatever you have and be able to get the goal that you want with no restrictions it freaks people out because people believe and inherently believe restriction is the only way to do it because it's the only thing they've known. So if you want to do that, I can help you. But any time that a long time yo-yo dieter comes to myself, the mental anguish and the restrictive diets have impacted on their mental health and how they feel about themselves it's it's scary what food and nutrition and stuff can do to people but i'm not a fad diet or a quick fix isn't going to fix any of that so we need to learn what balance is the best what is balance Starting off with three regular meals, two or three snacks can really, really help you. Will it, will it stop picking? Will it stop overeating? No. Will it reduce it? Yes. And by reducing it, you're going to be reducing the amount of total calories you're having over time, which will help you on your goal. Think about your future as number six. It's important to have short-term goals. Don't get me wrong. But it's equally important to actually have an end goal. Picture the you that you actually want to be. And every time that you're struggling, picture your end goal to actually motivate you. The future version of yourself. How would, ask yourself some questions. How will life be different when you reach the goal? How will this future you eat, eat take care of themselves, look after themselves? How does this person speak to themselves? Why is it important to you? Asking yourself and being aware of these would help you. Number seven is practice some sort of movement. People will, will train and exercise to lose weight. There's a negative connotation attached to that. So you're not going to stick to it for a long term. But if you look at it and I had a conversation just before I came on with one of my clients. And we were kind of working through a little bit of this. And she goes to me, we were kind of talking a little bit about kind of like health scares and kind of chats at the doctor and all this kind of stuff. And we kind of were talking a little bit and we kind of said, well, what's going to help you today is going to bring you to your goal to go for a walk. And I go, okay, why are you going to go for the walk? To help my mental health. Now, if we had that conversation six weeks ago or seven weeks ago, that wouldn't have been the answer. It would have been to lose fat. But looking after your mental health and protecting that has a knock-on effect to everything else. It could be simply as walking a, walking the dog, calling a friend to go for a walk, Pilates, yoga, strength classes, bike riding, hiking, swimming. Just do some sort of movement that you enjoy. I had a conversation with another client and she was like, I know that weight training is going to help me to have strong bones and strong health, all that kind of side of things. But I'm really enjoying Pilates what's my best option? I was like, well, what do you prefer? What are you enjoying more of at the minute? 
And she goes, well, I'm enjoying Pilates more. He's like, well, there's your answer. It doesn't have to be weight training. If you're looking to build bone health and improve your body composition, will, will weight training be gold standard? Yes. But for this person to try and get a little bit more momentum into their lives and to build that confidence in themselves, they needed to find something that they enjoy and things can be added on top of it if needs be or stick with what they're doing. The consistency is the method. They're going to be consistent with something they enjoy. If we see exercise as a way of hatred or sweating or burning calories, it's not going to go very far. The last one that I'm going to talk about is moving past the all or nothing thinking. And this mentality is extremely negative to your mental health. I can really, really hold you back from living your life, but also can hold you back in weight loss. And so many people try to achieve, achieve perfection and then engage in negative self-talk when they can't achieve it. And perfection is avoidance. It's avoiding the fact that you are human. It's the inability to see that you are human. And no one is perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm, ne- I'm not perfect with all my training or nutrition. No journey finance, business, work, kids, anything like that will be seamless. How many mistakes have you made with your kid? They've done okay. How many mistakes have you made at work? You've done okay. How many mistakes have you made with your finances? You've done okay. There will be ups and downs. It's called life. The inability to realise that you're human and accept that. The issue that people have is, it's like with happiness. There's a great book by Russ Harris called The Happiness Trap. And in that book is people have the inability to realize that life will come with downs. We can't have happiness if we do not have downs. The downs make us accept and experience and they also make us appreciate the good times that little bit more. So when you actually reach a, a goal or a bump in the road, should I say, it's important to not acknowledge this is normal. It's expected. There will be bumps in the road. I've never had a client in over a thousand clients at this stage in over nearly five and a half years that have never had something crop up. But allowing yourself, accepting the set of circumstances and then just resetting quicker and moving forward will eventually drop that perfection but if the ability to not drop perfection it generally comes from childhood trauma or grief or bullying or anything like that that's generally where it's coming from taking a small step in the direction towards your goal will help you but also asking yourself what i'm saying to myself right now Would I be happy with how my nephew, niece or my kid is talking to myself? There's an amazing book called Self-Compassion, which I would highly recommend a lot of people to do. Too many people will, will listen to this and try to change all of this at once. If I was to look back where I first started, I fell into these, I think, these whole elements of all or nothing thinking or going for thinking I needed to do a quick fix thinking that I needed to burn more calories to get to where I want to I've made the same mistakes as you the only difference is 
I have I'm okay with having learned through those mistakes. I'm accepting them. They were lessons to be learned, so I changed the approach. I've removed emotion so that I've brought in perspective and that perspective has allowed me to move on. I haven't shamed myself into change. I've changed the goal to my mental health. If my mental health is good, then I'll move more. If I'll move more, I'll eat better. If I'm eating better, I overall will have the confidence for myself. I'll be able to sleep better, all these different things. So it's important to remember that your thoughts influence your feelings, which will impact your actions. So if you want to see the results you're ultimately looking for, you'll need to take a positive action towards your goal. You'll need to be consistent. You'll need to be sound to yourself and you'll need to be encouraging and you might need someone in your corner. If you want me to be that person in your corner, drop me a DM. If you want me to be that that person in your corner, click on the link in the show notes and we can book a call. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. I didn't mean to go on for nearly 40 minutes. So hopefully you've enjoyed this. If you're looking for more support, pop us a message and we can have a free chat and we'll go from there. So hopefully you've enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed it, please tag it up on your stories, share it with friends, leave a review up on iTunes and Spotify. And thank you so much for listening.